welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. In today's episode, I interview Sherry Jacobs, the award-winning author of The Friendship Diet, a book about how some women use food to cope with relationship troubles. In this episode, we get really real, real personal, y'all. Sherry and I both open up about our personal relationships and struggles with food. Listeners, if you don't know by now, I like to be as authentic as possible. I felt really moved by Sherry's work based on my own personal long history struggling with bulimia. I know through my recovery, though, that it was never really about the food. It was always about this insatiable hunger and a twisted belief that my lovability was directly related to my weight. Did you know that 9%, that's almost 1 out of 10 people in the world, will struggle with an eating disorder at some time in their life? Eating disorders are actually the deadliest mental illness there is, second only to opioid overdose. So I took our conversation today seriously, and we talked about the correlation between unfulfilled relationships and self-care, how loneliness is as dangerous as obesity, and what are other ways to nourish yourself outside of food. Sherry is also providing our listeners with free bonus material called The Four Steps to Conquering Your Comfort Zone Diet. You can get the free download on her website at sherry-jacobs.com backslash book bonus. We will put that link in the show notes. And obviously, you can purchase her book, called The Friendship Diet on Amazon. So enjoy the episode and nourish yourselves, y'all. Hey, Sherry, welcome to the show. Hi, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, I am very excited to talk about your book. I know we got connected because you sent me a message on LinkedIn, um, but mm-hmm. then we got on the phone and it turns out we're neighbors. Yes, in two ways. We're both uh, Houston transplants from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're and, both uh, in Houston. Yeah, I'm grateful for the, the home connection to yes, you. Yes, yes. And um proud of myself for taking that empowered move to reach out to you, a total stranger, just mm-hmm. based on a, a hunch. Yes, I am so glad you did. I um, We actually have a lot of listeners that reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I love when they do that. So if you're a listener and you haven't reached out yet, I do respond, and I do love it, and I want to hear from you. Um, also, you being in Houston, I actually had a vision for this podcast that if the person was local, we'd do it in person, but this pandemic is uh, it's carrying on a little bit longer than I thought, <laughs> so we're on Zoom. Yes. No, in the safety of our own homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but thank God that we're able to do that. Yes. You know, yes. Thank yeah. Oh my God. I love technology. Yeah. Yesterday I was yeah. actually at the grocery store and my mom asked like if I could wire some money and I was like, sure, no problem. And I opened up Zelle and I was like, do, do, do. And I was like, done. And I was like, <laughs> technology is the best. Like it's seriously the best, you know? It really is. Yeah. And I think it's going to alter our society. Um, in ways we can't even foresee now. Can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, you have a lot to say about the human experience and how we're living our lives. Um, But let's start first with your background. Our listeners love to know about Mm -hmm. our guest, you know, on a personal level, where are you from? Where did you grow up? what did you experience? And how did you end up where you are now? Yeah, great question. Uh, and that could be answered personally and professionally, right? Um, when we, we love a mixture of both. Based. We love a mixture yeah. of both. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you're comfortable I mean, with. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think vulnerability is a strength, um, especially when you proactively choose that vulnerability, absolutely. which is what I'm doing today with you absolutely. and with our, our listeners. Um, so I 
grew up in New York on Long Island. Um, I was a widow by the time I was 25. Um, and from there, as a teacher, which was my profession, uh, and still is, um, I didn't feel comfortable ever being alone. I always went externally for comfort. Mm -hmm. I went externally for empowerment in the arms of a man. So it, there was this, God forbid I should be alone. Mm -hmm. God forbid I should ever think for myself and be independent. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a recipe, no pun intended for the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster when you're constantly looking outward for validation. Yeah. And I think a lot of women can relate to that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, then when uh, I met my second husband, uh, I was low-hanging fruit, as they say. So um, that didn't work out well. Um, I didn't trust who I was. And so it isn't a surprise that I attracted a controlling person. Mm -hmm. Um, with narcissistic tendencies. I left that person and that marriage after 13 years and continued teaching middle school. Um, teachings always come naturally to me, um, that human connection. I don't mm -hmm. care what grade I'm teaching or what age, it's that that soul-to-soul -soul connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that famous saying, and I'm probably masking <laughs> at the expression of that old adage of, you know, we learn more from our students. I yeah. really do feel like I get so much more from them. Um, so my passion for writing, my passion for expressing myself on the page and on stage has always been present in the tapestry of my life. Um, but I had a history of always putting myself last. Again, a lot of women listening can probably relate. Mm -hmm. And so the creative energy, the creative endeavors that I was so hungry for were always put on the back burner in pursuit of practicality and in pursuit of um, wanting to be loved mm -hmm. and that hunger for always wanting to be loved until you realize that the true source of sustenance is in yourself. You're never going to change those patterns. Um, so the idea of this book started percolating in my mind. It kept tapping me on the shoulder starting in, um, 2015 during my divorce and Einstein's quote, um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. It kept coming. And I, I kept thinking to myself, I'm so hungry for company. I am starving for companionship, mm. but that's my comfort food. And I'm not going to give in this time to my comfort food because Einstein's words ring true. And so I thought, well, let me embark on something different. And I took that vulnerability and I took that yearning I had to connect to something bigger and went within instead of going outward. Mm -hmm. And I do believe reflection and action is the perfect recipe for change and growth. And, and that's really what my book is about. Um, I tried to create a title that encompasses all of that, <laughs> uh, which is why it's called The Friendship Diet. Clean out your fridge, get real with yourself, and fill your life with meaningful relationships that last. Mm. Um, I think that that answers <laughs> the question yeah definitely a what there. a beautiful like story of triumph when was your 
book published? This month, actually, July 7th. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. It's like a birthday of your book. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Birthday of freedom, a birthday of just um, empowering. Yeah. Empowering people. And there's this deep connection, Brittany, a profound and deep connection between emotional nutrition I'm sorry emotional nutrition mm-hmm. and edible nutrition mm. oh my gosh please tell me what the difference is they, well it, they kind of overlap they mm-hmm. work in tandem and it's it, it, it you can just keep finding them mm-hmm. um we're constantly Seeking comfort food, right? Yeah. And there's this, and I and I write about this. You know, I have some statistics for you um, that uh, can really open everyone's eyes, as it did mine. Um, for example, in Singapore, there's up to seventy million men and women who suffer from eating disorders. Um, not surprisingly, 91.3% were female and only 8.7% were male. Wow. And eating disorder in that context is like bulimia and anorexia, or does it also include overeating? It's all all different kinds of eating disorders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in, and Japan has the highest rate of eating disorders right now. They're, they're leading in, um, eating disorders. Um, the articles I read said that the majority of the eating disorders were a result of, um, the Western influence. And what's interesting is, um, I put my book online, uh, it went on live with Amazon Mm -hmm. and within, um, one or two weeks, I've had two international publishers approach me because of this connection between food and relationships. Wow. There, so one was Russia and the other is uh, Korea. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what will happen, but regardless, they both articulated to me in emails that their country is starving mm-hmm. for food for thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Pardon me, I have so much information, so there's <laughs> going to be fine. some pregnant pauses here. Um, in Africa, the the beliefs um, included ideas of self-control and denial of hunger, not about body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you have this connection of emotional nutrition and edible nutrition, how we see ourselves. Um and all of this can be found on eatingdisorderhope.com, eatingdisorderhope.com. Um, but here's what's interesting. Serotonin is released when we eat, but will render us craving that serotonin more. And that becomes a one-sided affair. So again, you have that connection between your food and your emotions. Yes. yes. Um, and there's a, a school called the life coach school that talks about, um, the four types of eating, um, fuel eating, joy eating, fog eating, and storm eating. Oh my God. What is fog and storm? Okay. So fog is when, and we've all been there, right? The Netflix Mm -hmm. is going, you don't want to think about the bills or who you had to fight with or all the things on your never ending to do list. So you just watch Netflix and you're eating that popcorn, but you're not aware. Okay. And bag's empty. Yeah. You're you're in a fog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Storm eating is uh, deliberate, but um, you can't stop. You're having Mm -hmm. this out of body experience. Yes. It's deliberate. Um, And what was the, did you want to know about? No, those are, those are the two. I mean, tell us, I mean, if you have the definition handy, fuel, fuel eating and joy eating, fuel eating, fuel eating is, um, she's the dietitian. Her name's Brooke Costello or Castillo. I don't know Mm -hmm. how you pronounce her name. She's, she's in Austin. I think it was Austin. I know she's in Texas. Um, she 
recommends that 90% of our diet be fuel eating. Do not deprive yourself of joy. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with having ice cream. There's nothing wrong with having Cheetos. There's nothing wrong with these empty calories. It's just a spectrum, right? Yeah. You don't want to be binging. You don't want to mindlessly be eating. So, it, But the same is true for our personal relationships. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with, you know, if someone wants a fling, if someone wants, you know, it, masturbation. Mm-hmm. Masturbation is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. It's when it gets on a spectrum. Are you not leaving the house now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going in debt because of all the toys you're buying? You know, yeah. Do you have unsafe exactly. sex because you're addicted to flings? Yeah, totally. Exactly. So there is that connection. And this, Brittany, and to our listeners, this was fascinating. According to the Health Resources Service Administration, HRSA, loneliness, loneliness is more dangerous than obesity. What? And is dam yep, and is damaging to health as smoking fifteen cigarettes a day. <gasps> yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. Did they it's, describe I- the definition of loneliness? Did I describe or no? Do do they describe? And and maybe you can too. Like, what would we classify as loneliness? You know, I think this idea of separation um, for me personally, and that was really an epiphanous moment for me going back to the book's inception in Mm. 2015. I realized there's a distinct but subtle difference between loneliness. And solitude. Yes. When you're in solitude, it is a proactive gesture. It's a proactive space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're in loneliness. It's a victim-filled state. Mm. It's a separation state. It's a weak state. I also feel like you can be lonely while still around other people. Right. Like I have been to parties before or events where I was sitting alone and I felt so alone. I felt lonely, Mm -hmm. although everyone was around me. Right. But solitude sounds like it it is really about being by yourself. Yes. I, for one, was very lonely in my marriage. And Mm, he was. But you were married. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now I'm alone and I really love it. Yeah. In fact, so my comfort food changed. In the beginning, I didn't, my comfort food was always having a man. Mm-hmm. And now when I did the assignment that's in my free giveaway, which we'll talk about, I do it. It's an audio giveaway, mm-hmm. um, four steps to conquering your comfort zone diet. I did the exercise myself and I realized I was a hypocrite because my comfort zone had changed. Now my comfort zone is being alone. I feel empowered. Oh. I know my voice. I feel rooted. Uh-huh. And so being getting out of that comfort zone would mean going on a date. Okay. Isn't that funny how we swing back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in um Slaw, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, they say that you have the sex addict, but then you also have the anorexic. And they literally say the word anorexic, which is like associated with eating disorder, right? But in this context, it literally means you are depriving yourself of affection, of connection, of love, of touch. And they call it, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, are you on the anorexic side? You know, but this is this is a group that, you know, has people in the room that are like, I have a problem with masturbating 20 times a day sitting next to a person who's like, I haven't gone on a date in 20 years because I feel worthless. You know, and it's like the same kind of person. It's the same thing. Yeah, just yeah, a yeah. different manifestation. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, wow. The, so you see the connections deep between food and love. And and that's why I'm so excited to have you on that podcast today because, you know, we've had a nutritionist on here and we talked about nutrition for women's bones and a nutrition for women in menopause. But this is this is really different. This is this is nutrition, not based on we're not counting calories today. We ain't talking about sugar. What we're talking about is how do we um, nourish our bodies based on our emotion, and in particular, our emotion mm-hmm. based 
you know, in, in the lane of relationships and how we relate to mm-hmm. others. Um, I was really excited to get you on the show because, um, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery for my own eating disorder. I've been uh, abstinent one year from bulimia and it mm-hmm. was absolutely, you know, tied to a lot of things, but relationships had a lot to do with it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, I am, I'm very grateful for my abstinence, but, um, when I, you know, heard about you and your book, I was like, oh, this is really important. No, <laughs> and because I'm the statistics so show that most eating disorders are affecting women, you know, mm-hmm. um, I did feel like it was very, very compatible with our podcast today. Oh, I'm glad. No, and I'm and congratulations to you. I think we as women need to em- empower each other and mm-hmm. applaud each other. And I applaud you, Brittany, for abstaining from bulimia yeah, for yeah. a Thank year. You. That's commendable. That's Thank huge. You. We all have to applaud those stepping stones. That's every day with mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and your body's your temple and your your you're praising your temple. You're nurturing your temple. Yeah. yeah. You know, at yeah, one point felt love. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, being in recovery, they, I thought the benefit would be that, you know, I would be stronger. My hair would stop falling out. I'd stop getting cavities, all the typical bulimia symptoms that I was experiencing from over a decade mm-hmm. of bulimia. Um, some other rewards came include, and this is related to this podcast, I promise. Uh, this isn't just my counseling session, y'all. Listen, all the listeners are like, damn, are we in Brittany's therapy right now? <laughs> she left her phone on or something. Um, no, but uh, some other rewards I've gotten from my abstinence is I I love myself. And the way I knew that mm. was because I could start to see myself naked in the mirror and I wouldn't look away. And I started to go on dates and not feel obligated to give him a kiss at the end of the night, you know? And I was like, what is that? Like, why do I feel so neutral about like, I don't owe this person anything? And I was like, oh my God, I think that's called self-worth. I think it's, you know, like, I think, you know, and I had no idea that eating, like the way I related to food and how I ate or not ate on a daily basis was affecting how I thought dates should end. I did not think that that had anything to do with each other until it changed. And I was like, oh my God, it has everything to do with it. Everything. Everything. And this, if anyone's listening and they might be single or, you know, in a bad relationship or even in a good relationship, I write on my website, I I write, know your hunger. That's kind of like mm. my tag line. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a, an article a post recently and you could check it out www what is it cherry s-h-e-r-i dash no hyphen hyphen jacobs.com anyway it's exactly what you're talking about Brittany. i went out with my sister uh for crepes and we had our dinner crepes they were savory and it was good and i felt satiated and i felt emotionally satiated and mm-hmm. all was good and then she was coming in from new jersey where she lived and she's a doctor. She was giving a a big talk the next day. So her serotonin levels were needing a lot of comfort food, Uh but I wasn't there with her emotionally. And I, I, she said, let's get the s'mores crate for dessert. Well, I was already satiated and, um, the food was more than the food. If that makes sense. Just like what you're talking about. Like, did I want to kiss him? No, I have self-worth. So I ended up getting the uh, crepe to please my sister mm-hmm. because I wanted her to love me. Yes. I wanted her to approve of me. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not dating my sister. I'm not romantically. You know. <laughs> Ain't nothing weird happening there. Yeah. <laughs> nothing weird happening. And yet I emotionally found this yes. connection with food with her. So so the friendship diet, it's not just, it's your personal relationships. It's not only romantic. No, that's right. It, no, it, it, family has so much to do with food. It has so much <laughs> to do with food. I mean, your first interactions. I mean, so I got so much to say. So first of all, you know, <laughs> your palates, you like, so your taste buds in your mouth are formed in like your first year of life. And so if you are not exposed to different textures and 
flavors mm-hmm. and tastes. You are going to grow up loving ramen noodles, chicken nuggets, and mac and cheese, right? Um, right. The French actually do a fantastic job of this. My friend Alix, she has a, a one-and-a-half-year-old. And, I mean, that baby eats very exotic foods. And, I, you know, that baby's palate is going to be very, very sharp and diverse when she grows up. So, you know, our food relationship starts literally in infancy, um, and then, yes. you know, and for, um, don't even get me started on breastfeeding. Like that's literally nourishment from your mother and, and love, you know, and love. yeah, 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 yeah. All of those things. But, um, which you know, is linked to higher IQs. And so well, I wasn't breastfed, but that yeah. explains my IQ points, but no, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but, there, but there is something to that, yes. that being held and why is the IQ higher? Yes. And yeah. Yep. And then I'm thinking about food stamps, only covering food that are, you know, those starchy mac and cheese, chicken Mm -hmm. nugget stuff. Um, And then, you know, I grew up in a household where my father cooked and he would put food on my plate. And, you know, I think that this has to do with my later, you know, my disease with bulimia was that he Mm -hmm. would give me portion sizes that were very much too big, way too big for a nine-year-old little girl, Mm -hmm. right? But in my house, it was like, you need to eat it. You need to eat it or you'll be punished or something bad will happen. And so I would force myself. I have to finish this whole mm-hmm. thing. I need to be a good girl. Mm-hmm. I need to eat this. And so like I became, I, my relationship to food was like, if it's on my plate, I have to eat it. And, um, you know, what results is that I have this mindset of like, well, if I have this on my plate and I must eat it, but I don't want that much in my body, I'm going to throw it up, which is like. I, I'm a very intelligent woman. Hopefully if people have listened to several episodes, you know, <laughs> I do have logic, but, uh, you know, it's just something that happens in your brain that it makes sense. Like, Oh, I'll just throw up half of it. That makes sense. You know? Um, and no, then, and I write about that in yeah. my book, um, I- irrational, uh, nutrition uh-huh. and that, that irrational nutrition that you just talked about, we rationalize yes. irrationally. Um, well, I want to be a good girl. So mm. that means I have to eat. And, and these, they're really seeds that form when we're so, we're embryonic yes. in our developmental yes. stages. And if we don't reflect, like we were saying yes. at the beginning of the talk, yes. then it's going to flourish, but it'll be a garden of, of illness, yes. to use that extended metaphor. Yes. So you, you really, you want to get back to basics and reflect and say, Ah, okay. I thought eating a lot um, meant I was a good girl. Yes. And I wanted to please. But how can I shift this perspective with food? That's right. Well, food is love, and my dad was just trying his best. Mm-hmm. It's all he knew. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, I can digest the nourishment of my father wanting me to feel his love via food. And simultaneously, I can put aside the dish of guilt. Sherry, I'm only getting the nutrients of love from him. Sherry, I feel like I got to pay you for this podcast. I feel like I'm legitimately <laughs> getting counseled right now. This is so good. <laughs> well, I can give you mine, but I can't take my own look. I struggle. I wrote a book. If you're interested, guys, I wrote a book. Um, called Out of the Rabbit Hole. And it was my journey. Um, you know, we talked, Brittany, yeah. a couple of months ago. Um, I have OCD. You have anorexia. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do we have today? Ladies yep. and gentlemen. Yep. I mean, um, and I wrote that under a different name because my ex husband would not let me publish it under my name. Wow. Um, but what I'm speaking to you is from the trenches mm-hmm. and you are hearing it because you recognize it as the truth in yes. yourself. All I'm doing is being a mirror to what you and everyone else listening knows. Mm. I love that. You know, there's a saying, uh, my really amazing friend, Denise, she's a, you know, a supporter of my abstinence. And she says, you know, when an emotion comes up, she goes, you know, remind yourself, similar to how she reminds herself, you can metabolize this emotion. And when she first said that, I was like, metabolize emotion? Like, I that doesn't make sense. But now I like totally get it because I'm like, oh, yeah, because 
before I had this like emotion in my life, whether it was a memory or something, you know, uncomfortable happened or I was stressed or whatever. And it was like, oh, I can't handle this. Let me eat lots of ice cream to soothe it. But now I can hold it and be like, I can metabolize this. I don't need anything else. You know, like I'm, I, my body can do it. My soul can do it. My heart can do this. Your soul can do mm-hmm. it. You can do it. Yes. And, and it's, it's about replacing, right? We need yes. to replace it with something because yes. they really just have it. Yes. So yeah. Something's going to grow if, if we're living unconsciously, then whatever we're doing will keep growing and festering and but if we examine we'll want to take out those roots that didn't serve us and replace with nutrient dense concepts yeah and listeners if you're like what the hell are these ladies talking about if you're like (laughs) i know i have an eating problem but i have literally zero idea where it came from what i just want to say real quick is that i have been in therapy since i was 19 i'm 29 now so we're going to one decade of a lot of copays and yep. um what i have to say is that i'm like uh, 10 years into it and just figuring it out right so like i just said i have one year abstinence so like nine years of that i still didn't think food was the issue right <laughs> meanwhile i was going to counseling no. every week so if you are confused if you are like wait how do i find the root what's my root i don't know you are <laughs> right where you're supposed to be and don't worry just keep trudging on keep trudging on and maybe this episode you're gonna fast forward that's fine One day you may come back to it. A year from now, whatever, five years from now, and you're going to be like, wow, this episode actually talks to me now. So just throwing that out there for the listeners. It's true. Sometimes the things we hear when we're not ready for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes, and I write about this in the book, when you scoff at it mm-hmm. and want to throw the, I, right. If you want to throw this book across the room, chances are I hit a nerve. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and I've been there too many years of therapy, right? With you. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then there's this, I also want to talk about um, emotional nutrition and abuse and mm. boundaries. Um, one in three young people Um, will be in an abusive or unhealthy relationship. Females, the ages are 16 to 24, and the females are three times more likely. Um, I'm sorry, um, this age group of females is three times more likely than the rest of the population to be abused by an intimate partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... You know, we're, we're at a crossroads, no pun intended, with your... Your friend that you introduced me yes. to, but um, I, I think again, it's 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 in tandem. Where there's so many young people who are t- taking these toxic crumbs because of a systemic belief inside of them that they have yet to uncover. Yes. 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 Um, Because if if you've just been like spoon fed that toxic, here's what you should think about yourself. Here's what your value is. If you're, if you're spoon fed that your whole life, that is what you're going to believe. You know, it's going to be very hard unless you move, you find a new, you know, totally new person in your life and they start to feed you something else. Oh my gosh. Look at me going with the food puns feeding you. you. (laughs) I need to hire you for PR for my book. (laughs) <laughs> I will say that it's not just for young people though. My heart goes out to them mm-hmm. because we were once them. Yeah. But I've had friends who shall remain anonymous who um with the pandemic it's like a, a zit, right? I mean, whatever Tussies do of toxicity they were in is now coming to a head mm-hmm. and it's popping. Um, and the, I mean, mother nature, whatever brought this pandemic on, it's, um, obviously been horrific. Yes. It's also been, um, a movement of cleansing. Yes. Yeah. Where we have to face things we try to push off. So mm-hmm. that diet Coke denial cannot be serving us anymore Mm -hmm. Um, we've got to clean out our kitchens we've got to look at those empty calories and um 
be aware of them and and uh and the microwave madness mentality mm. of what's that I talk about that in chapter 13 uh microwave madness is where we want the quick fix uh in our okay. relationship so it's all good I lost the weight I lost the weight we're good we're good we're yes. good I got the liposuction um um, no, we, we made up. It's all good. Yes. It's all good. Um, uh, microwave madness could be, um, I wear Spanx, so I could eat whatever I want. I don't want to, we want it quick. Yes. Oh, I broke up with him, but, uh, okay, um, what is this app? Tinder? Yes, Tinder? I was just okay. about to say, you Tinder. Know. Tinder is like <laughs> microwave madness for sure, and I've definitely been yeah. a part of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what happens is we all know what, you know, homemade food tastes like when it's cooked slowly on the stove <laughs> yeah. or in the crock pot. Yes. Right? So delicious. Yes. All of those. You taste plan buds. it, you write your grocery list, you go shopping <laughs> for it. Yes. Yeah. You feel good. Microwave madness. It's like it might look good, but you're going to burn your tongue on one mm -hmm. teaspoon. You're going to um, have an ice cold serving in another. It's going to be dried up on this end, burned to a crisp on that. You know, yes. um, and we, mother nature is forcing us to slow down. Yes. Yes. Well, there's, um, there's some actual questions that we sent you that I haven't asked pretty much any of them because oh. <laughs> we've okay. been having such a good conversation. So, uh, here's, here's a question. Um, what are some practical tips on how to nourish yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So my number one tip is to do things that make you feel good. I know it sounds so simple, <laughs> but even if it's for 10 minutes a day, like I do the Calm app for 10 minutes, we underestimate what those little things can do. And then we overestimate how much we can to do. And then we end up exhausted. Mm -hmm. So just checking in with yourself you know, once a day, um, which will get me to an app that I was thinking about for femtech. Um, but just what, what is something that would make you feel good? And yes. I'm not talking about a bag of chips. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about what would make you, what is something you want to do that you never get time for? Yes. I, maybe it's learning a new language. Maybe it's, um, doing a, yoga stretch and you only have five minutes well then just do a downward dog mm -hmm. and deep breaths yep. you'll be amazed at the shift in your energy from those five to ten minutes and make that a habit every day that's one tip another tip um, is to keep a gratitude journal mm -hmm. three things you're grateful for each day i don't care it could be i am so grateful i don't need a breathing machine for my lungs yeah yeah I'm grateful that my eyes work. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you're in a wheelchair, I'm grateful that I have a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, at one the, point in my life was assigned a task of writing a gratitude list every day. And um, I just want to let everyone know, you are totally allowed to put the same things down every day. Maybe try one new one, but like, I'm pretty sure like every day for six months, my dog was like, number one, my dog, you know, my dog trips Aww. in. Right. And so like, I just use that every time to kick it off because I always feel like the first one's the hardest. Cause you're like, I don't know what I'm grateful for. This is stupid. And I have other things to do. And so if I just know, well, that one's always real. I just ride it. Then I can start. Right. Yeah. And it puts you in a different mood. It puts you know, Wayne Dyer had said, do that before you go to bed. And I'll just mm -hmm. do it in my head. And I notice I have a much more peaceful sleep. And just three a day, I have a friend who's going through a, a really, well, what is an easy divorce? Yeah. But a, a divorce during a pandemic. And I said, just do three a day. Like, there's, yep. there's got to, you know, your children are alive. Do that. Um, the other three things you could write is um, something that empowers you every day. Mm -hmm. um, so what is something empowering that you did that day? Three things that empower you. So that shifts you back into, as a woman, especially that cultivating that muscle. Yes. That we often lose mm -hmm. that, that muscle of, yeah, I matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did that. 
I unclogged the toilet. I did that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was one of my biggest accomplishments once I was single, once I was divorced. <laughs> and uh, that, let's just say I have a son where that's a very common occurrence in this home. <laughs> yeah, there's certain home things that I definitely had to like, I was like, okay, I need, I need a woman up. How do I do how that? Yeah. All right, YouTube, yeah. show me how to do this. <laughs> that's right. Right. Yeah. And even something as small as I, even if you can't get it, you still did it. Yeah. I went onto YouTube and I looked yeah. it up. Um, so that, that's a big one. Um, and then the third one, and I've done this, um, and it works is, um, I, I write it down. I write to my inner child oh, or my highest goodness. self. I find that really helps you're much more compassionate to a child mm -hmm. than you are to an adult. Yeah. And you're much more compassionate to your ch childhood self. That girl or if men are listening, that little boy yeah. before life painted its marks on you. Yeah. Before I, life brushed its strokes on you. Who were you? How would you talk to that person? Yeah. And you're going to get insight out of that. And I just want to speak for a quick moment about the biology of um, visualization. So if you mm -hmm. close your mind and visualize yourself walking in the most amazing forest and you can hear mm -hmm. the twigs crunch under your feet and you can hear the rustling of leaves, your brain does not actually know if you, that you're not there. So science has shown in like MRI scans that if you visualize and you think about your five senses and like what each of those senses would feel like in this scenario, your brain will give you the chemicals associated with that, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I bring this up because, you know, a lot of that, you know, my childhood, eat what's on your plate, that was the love given to me. What I needed was a hug. Mm -hmm. And so what I can do for myself mm -hmm. today is visualize little Brit and visualize hugging her, you know? And like right. my brain doesn't really know. It really is like, oh, six-year-old Brit, like that whatever filing cabinet that is in my uh, cerebellum, you know, is like, oh, hugs, hugs for the six-year-old, you know? And somehow oh, that ripple that. effects into my 29-year-old self. I love that. That's so beautiful. Oh my God, you're only 29. <laughs> oh, I'm live oh girl. <laughs> when people are like, you're so mature. I'm like, it's trauma. <laughs> With a little <laughs> wink. Trauma. <laughs> oh, you're beautiful. No, you look very young, but, but you don't sound young. Yes. Well, I mean, my God. Wow. I'm in, I, I'm in menopause. <laughs> yeah, both ends of the female spectrum yep. today for you. Um, um let me just, see what other questions I want to make sure that we get to today. Um, because this is just I mean, I seriously we could talk, we can do a lot of other episodes together. Um if do you think women are more susceptible to this like food relationship thing? Oh, heck to the yes. I do think men do struggle with it mm -hmm. but I think it's more an exception than a general rule yeah um and here's why just like you talk about little Brittany mm -hmm. and the messages you had that you're working to overcome mm -hmm. and you're 29 we have a history societally worldwide of women being less than men, mm. of women being people pleasers mm -hmm. and nurturers. Um, so when you are people pleasing and you were raised by people pleasers, whether they're on the Brady Bunch or, you know, on TV, our media examples, mm -hmm. um, that infuses into our biology, those beliefs, mm -hmm. whether conscious or unconscious. Um, I see it with my own sons. They they have beautiful hearts, but I I I see how they just do what's comfortable for them. That's what they do. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no malintent. Yeah. They they just they're comfortable. You know, we're like oh I, I farted or you know it's just, there's this like oh. <laughs> It's that, yeah, I guess it's that time of the month or there's this, mm. oh, I'm so sorry. You know, there's this 
polite weakness that has um, pervaded society with women. Yeah, it's like, excuse my humanness. Excuse my humanness. Exactly. Exactly. I remember... I remember in college, not college, uh, I had a boyfriend in high school and hopefully he'll never hear this. And he was a good Catholic and he (laughs) opened up to me and he said, I have a confession. Sometimes I masturbate. And I was 16 at the time. And I said, oh, okay. He said, I just hope God forgives me. Good Catholic. Oh gosh, yes. And I'm thinking in my head, I masturbate all, all the time, but I don't say that because I'm a 16 year old girl Mm -hmm. and 16 year old girls don't touch themselves. 16 year old girls are respectful. 16 year old girls are people pleasers and clean and polite and keep their legs crossed. Yes. So I just sat there and nodded my head. Yeah. I've never really considered that. Like there's all these like kind of like funny scenarios or movie scenes or TV scenes, right? Where it's like, oh, the teenage boy is like discovered like socks and all that, you know, like, oh, he's in the shower every day, all of a sudden, like three times a day. Why does he need so much out? But like, there's never any innuendos about teenage girls learning to touch no. their bodies ever. I never see that. No. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. And so we digest yep. these biases and, and then they manifest in ways that show uh, a lack of love. And Anita Morjani, she wrote uh, Dying to Be Me. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar no, with her. She, it, it's a true story about kind of what you just alluded to with your five senses and how that creates your reality and the brain mm-hmm. doesn't know a difference. Anita Morjani um, was a self-effacing woman who was afraid of her own shadow apologetic to a T. Um, she was afraid of getting cancer. She got cancer. She was about to die. She was in a coma. And she says she had a near-death experience and she wrote about it, Dying to Be Me. Mm. She was made to understand on the other side that if you love yourself, your cancer will all go away. Now, we don't know how you know we weren't on the other side with her and who knows but bottom line she felt it again going back to what you said she felt I had you know and she said she felt so much love wherever she was when she wasn't conscious Mm -hmm. and um she brought that love back with her to earth Mm -hmm. and um her cancer healed she's living she's I mean there's proof with her doctor's reports all the tumors shrunk I mean, the um, placebo so, effect is real. If you believe it, if you believe it, yeah, it's real, know. right? Like this scientist exactly. right here. I always tell myself I'm so screwed because whenever I'm sick, my mind is always like, I'm so sick. And I'm like, stop doing that. You know, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to think that you're not. But I, my mind is like, I can't believe how sick I am. I'm so sick. I'm like, you're, oh my God, you're making it worse. <laughs> I think everybody can relate to that one. I've done that one. Like my brain OCD isn't strong enough. Here. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, but um, but it comes back to that that the most important nutrient for any of us, male or female, is self love. Yeah. The, the relationship with you you have with yourself. Billy Joel says mm. you wake up with yourself. Doesn't matter. You wake up with yourself. Yes. Um. So you have to you bring the sun and clouds with you. That's up to you mm-hmm. and when you're kind with yourself you'll find humor and and you'll you'll have a diet of mm, self-compassion that you will serve to others oh my gosh I love that so much you know it's and it's about an intentionality right like we don't naturally mm-hmm. do this we don't naturally like say we're amazing i'm amazing look at me woo right and it's like a <laughs> whole process of you know accepting yourself you know it reminds me of my my best friend Laura Witty uh we used to live together and when i'd leave the house she'd say have a good day on purpose and i would be like I will, you know, because it's your choice, you know, you can, you can set foot into the world and say, you know, today's gonna be great freaking day, you know, Um, if you choose that, right, you set that intention. Um, 
this has been so amazing. You have something to give away to our listeners, right? You have something free I they do, can download. But I also had Femtech ideas. Oh yeah, we have two more questions. Don't worry, we're gonna talk about Femtech a little bit more. Oh, 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 but I do. I just want to give a little spotlight to to our listeners. Thank you can you. get some of uh, this amazing thought leadership. How can they get it? Okay, so on my website, uh-huh. Sherry-Jacobs.com. Sherry Jacobs was taken. Sherry-Jacobs.com. There's a slash book hyphen bonus. Basically, just look on my site. Mm -hmm. I asked my website designer. She said, just tell them to go to the website. It's (laughs) Sherry-Jacobs.com. And you'll see um, bonus material. Uh You click on that. um, When you subscribe to my newsletter, um, so that's, uh, you'll get... Mm -hmm. uh, an insightful post once a week. Um, you'll you'll receive an audio download um, as well as a PDF called Four Steps to Conquering Your Comfort Zone Diet. Wow. And they work. I did it myself. There's these four easy things you can do so that if you are in an abusive relationship or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to um, stop your gambling addiction or your mm-hmm. porn addiction or your shopping addiction, whatever mm-hmm. your addiction or, or taboo or not even taboo. Yeah. If you're, you're if it's something you're doing that's in your comfort zone and you know, it's unhealthy mm-hmm. and you want to stop, mm-hmm. I offer four quick, easy steps to conquer your comfort zone diet. I'm going to download that, that as soon as we get off of the zoom call, literally as Thank soon as you. I do. <laughs> It really works because I took my own advice and I think it was before we actually got on, Brittany, that I told you that I realized my comfort zone diet had changed. So it really does work. Wow. Amazing. Epiphanies will manifest from that. So cool. Well, our last two questions are, a lot of our listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs in women's health and wellness. What's an area in femtech that you think still needs innovating? I think there needs to be an inner voice check-in. Mm. inner voice check-in app um so we have these apps right for um meditation and menstrual cycles and um urinary incontinence and sexual prowess we have it for everything but what about an inner voice check-in where whatever time of day you check in and, and you rate yourself emotionally physically identify any physical sensations um, for example, uh, I could use an app like that because I have pain every once in a while now in my right ovary mm. and I, I, I need to get that checked. And my friend said, well, how long have you had? It? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Cause when I have it, I'm aware. And then yep, it goes away. Yep. And time flies, have- especially in a pandemic. I'm like, I don't know what month we're in. So I <laughs> right. have no context of how long something has been, ha- or when did I start? Right. You know, something, yeah. But if you had an inner voice check-in, yeah. the inner voice check-in, inner voice check-in, you could like just go, oh, well, let me see. Yeah. You know? So emotional check-in, physical check-in. Um, so, and that would include visual changes, maybe a dermatological mark that, mm. that's morphed. Um, and also cognitive changes, our perceptions. Are we doing some black and white thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are we doing some all or nothing thinking? Um, so just, um, or, and then the other idea I had was um, that four kinds of eating app mm-hmm. that was inspired by that life coach, Brooke yeah. Castillo. Uh-huh. I mean, because for people who are struggling with this idea of being on a diet that's full of self-love and not self-loathing, that, you know, somebody can plug in and say, I am fuel eating now. Look at me, fuel eating. Or, oh God, I just did a storm eat. Yeah, you can start naming it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, let's see. I also think there could be um, a TMJ app because I struggle with that. Yeah. What is TMJ for listeners? You and I both started touching our jaw. (laughs) It has to do with pain in your jaw, essentially, y'all. So 
I don't even know what it stands for gonna, either, I'm honestly. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, my understanding is that it's usually related to stress and like clenching your jaw. And so, um, yeah, you said TMJ. We both we both look like Home Alone, <laughs> that little kid where we like touched our face. <laughs> so, um, yeah, y'all, we need a solution for that. I need it too, for real. Um, yeah, and I wrote an article about that uh, in my blog post, so cool. you'll see that it's it, there's really that deep connection between food and mm. um, emotional health. Um, connection is the emotional food staple of life. So um, wow. I'll leave you with that. And, um, and the friendship diet is an invitation to consider a new way to digest our personal relationships. Wow. That is so amazing. Um, we should just end it right there. Cause okay. that's incredible. <laughs> and I think everyone, you know, um, we're definitely going to link, uh, her book. And if you found this insightful, I know I would love to hear from you, but I'm sure Sherry would too. It's very personal. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy to give um, talks about this topic wow. um, to shine a light on that direct correlation between unfulfilled intimate relationships and practicing self-care because yeah. there really is a direct correlation when we nurture ourselves our relationships get nurtured mm. and we tend to forget that we, we tend to think as women that if we're being um, self-serving that we're denying others, but mm. it's actually the opposite. That's true. When we self love, we are actually self-serving, self-serving uh, others. Yes. When we self-love, we serve others. Um, we're, we're, we're putting the oxygen masks on ourselves first. That's right. That's right. I used to sleep with my dog and he sleeps in a crate now. And it's because mom needs her good rest to be a good mom. <laughs> so that's, that's how right. I think of it. It's like, I felt bad the that's first right. time I started making him sleep in his crate, but I'm like, no, if you want me to love you the way I want to love you, like you got to let mom sleep by yourself. <laughs> that is so funny. Cause that's me too. Like yeah. in my personal relationships, it's like, why do, why do people have to share a bed? If it works for you, that's great. I like my space. Yes. Then you, then you get me back. Yes. After you know, that's sex right. is fine, but a bed, no, goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Beauty rest, man, is important. We should have an episode on yes. rest. Sherry, that's this right. has been so much fun. Seriously, um, I, I'm inspired yeah, by you. what you're doing. I'm moved by what you're doing. Um, thank you so much. you're going to literally save people's lives, likely, you know, and uh I I hope many many people hear this episode and read your book because it is uh, it's important. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble, Kindle, Kobo, all all that good stuff. So thank you very much. Thanks, really, Sherry. bye bye. Thank you for listening to my interview with Sherry Jacobs, the author of The Friendship Diet. I hope you all take time today to nourish yourselves. Our souls need nourishing, and sometimes our brains, our animal brains, can suggest sugar as the filler. If eating ice cream is what you want to do today, then please do it. But if ice cream doesn't leave you feeling like a queen, ready for world domination, then maybe it's time to turn to something else. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's a walk, cuddling a dog, watching cat videos, Maybe it's planning your vulva Halloween costume. I know that's what I'm up to. Do what leaves you feeling like a Lizzo song, all right? Don't forget to purchase uh, Sherry's book on Amazon, The Friendship Diet, and download her free material, The Four Steps to Conquering Your Comfort Zone Diet, on her website, sherry-jacobs.com backslash book dash bonus. All right, femme fans, do me a favor, write a review for this show. I get real vulnerable with y'all. Show me some love. Make sure you let me know that you're actually listening to this stuff. <laughs> even if not, I get a lot out of this, even if no one's listening. But I know y'all are out there. We have thousands of listeners. So leave us a review, share it with friends, subscribe to the show. And, you know, subscribe to our newsletter, uh, femtechfocus.org. We have a badass newsletter with all the news you need to know. Um, and follow us on social at Femtech Focus. And until next time, 
Keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.